The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. In conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Tuesday on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. Jayla Nye and your gross on this mild, spring-like uh, I can't say December that that's 100% true. Have you been outside? It's 10 degrees outside. The temperature is misleading because the wind is uh, quite something out yeah. there. It's uh, quite a chilly, brisk wind. Well, gusty, they said yesterday from 40 to 60K an hour, so yeah. Feels exactly like that out there. I kind of half expected that I would bask in sunshine on the patio before coming no, to this. No, you bask in sunshine when you come in here and work with me. Is that a fact? <laughs> well, there it is. Saw something uh, quite disturbing last night. Well, I shouldn't have said quite disturbing. Sort of disturbing. Okay. As you know, left the show early at uh, 5. I drove down to Airdrie and back with Hunter. Um, but on the way back, um, there was these two vehicles. I noticed them in my rearview mirror. Um uh, Speeding and sort of zigzagging, as mm-hmm. people sometimes do on Highway Two. One was a small sometimes. little, yeah. One was a small little four-door silver car, and the other a red pickup truck. But they were following the the pickup truck was doing whatever the other car did, and they so they were playing in. a little cat and mouse. It looked like it. I wasn't sure if they one had upset the other, and they were there was a chase, or if they were just knew each other, or if one was tucked in behind, allowing the other to be the rabbit for the uh-huh. RCMP or the uh, sheriffs, but I watched them. Their behavior was really weird, and I wanted to ask you and our listeners what you would have done in a circumstance like this. So as I say, I coming out of Veradria at night, and I saw their headlights, so I knew that they were speeding, I knew they were zigzagging in and out. They would pass a line of traffic that I was in, and then they would slow down to less than the speed limit, and everybody would kind of pass them, and then they would the little car would speed up again and and take off down the highway and the red truck right on his bumper and then they would slow down again so we we passed them probably four or five Mm. times and at one point curiosity and boredom got the better of me and i said to hunter as we go by like i don't want to be staring at them but as we go by sort of glance over and tell me what are we dealing with here and both were just young guys in their 20s nobody seemed to be doing anything other than driving erratically. But the silver car at one point just bolted like he was going to try and get away from the red truck. And the red truck was caught by surprise. So it allowed me an opportunity to pull out into the pass lane. So now I'm between the little silver car and And the the red truck, who's now hugging my bumper like he just wants me to get out of the way so we can get back on this guy's tail. And at that point, the silver car... He must have been looking in his rearview mirror trying to figure out, well, where's the red truck or whatever? Hmm. Well, why is this Jeep there instead? And in doing so, lost track of where the highway was. And he went off the highway. Mm. He just sort of veered off off onto the shoulder, which was narrow and soft, and lost control of his car. So his car is now almost did a donut. It, It just skidded out of control. He would have been doing probably 120, 130 at that point. And he just barely got control of his vehicle again. I couldn't 
slam on my brakes because I've got this red truck mm-hmm. right on my bumper. So I slowed and then sort of veered to where it's like trying to avoid a moose or a deer. Yeah. Like, well, where's that car going to end up? And I ended up passing him on the left. So mm-hmm. he was in the left lane, but he lost control and kind of, I passed him sort of half using the shoulder, half using the left lane. And then I went to regular speed, 110, to see what would happen. And the two of them just slowed right down, stayed into the right lane for a while, maybe regained their confidence, and then sped off again. Now they're doing 150, 160, and they were gone. So do you phone somebody at that point? Yeah, if, if, well, I guess, yeah. Either you, you put up with it and hope that nothing happens. I mean, the fact is, is that that could have been much worse when that guy lost control. Oh. There could have been, he could have wiped out it three, could have four been different cars. It could have been a multi-vehicle accident. It could have yeah. been really, really messy. Yeah, you know, your option at that point would be to, I guess, you know, call 911 or the nearest Mountie detachment and say, I want to report some um But what am I reporting? You, I'm just you're, reporting you're, erratic driving. Erratic driving, and and when you explain to them what it is, what is going on, and how the fact that this one guy almost just lost, you know, just lost it, yeah, that's very erratic driving, erratic, dangerous driving. It was. It was sort of, you know, you see it all over the place. Somebody going a lot faster than they should be, or someone distracted, or whatever. But it sort of takes it to a new level when they lose control mm-hmm. of their vehicle, and you could just see. Do you know when you're driving and you see somebody in the ditch and you think, I wonder how that happened? Or you come up on an intersection and you see a a car that T-boned another and you think... Well, it's a controlled intersection. Yeah. How did that happen, right? But this, I saw how that yeah, happened. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, there's probably two scenarios there. Either the you know the, the guy in the red car is trying to catch up to the guy in the silver car to beat the crap out of him or want right. something from him, or yeah. yeah, they're just they're stunting, they're playing around, they're 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 seeing how fast their vehicles can go. Yeah. In uh, in those circumstances, because we all know, like, I mean, we could just rename the QE2 the Brickyard, right? Like it's, it's for sure. <laughs> it's uh, but see at that point. Let's say you do phone the Mounties. Yeah. I honestly then, then don't you know hope. the answer. And then do you stay with the vehicles? Um, I would try to get the license plate if you can. I suppose, yeah. you yeah. Get, get the license plate, the description of the vehicle, and then, you know, really, what else can you do at that point? What else can you do? But that that's a good, that's a real, that would be a good start. I'll, I'll tell you what, the one thing, and I'm, 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 not, I'm glad he didn't lose control. I'm glad there was no accident. He did lose control. I'm glad it didn't cause an accident. I'm glad Hunter was with me mm-hmm. because it was an opportunity to say to Hunter, see Don't how do quickly, this. see how quickly that got out of hand. He just went inches, yeah, too far, too far, and hit that gravel. Yeah. Oh, by the way, and showered us with rocks. Oh, by of the course. Way. Yeah. 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 You know, and you know the guy that's riding your 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 bumper as well. I mean, come on, people. That's one of those things, especially in. Well, in any in in, yeah. in any weather at any time, get off my back end. Seriously, get off my back end. If it's winter time and there's ice or a little bit of snow, you just I just tap I my bra- brakes. And you know what I've seen? I've seen people actually say, "Okay, I'm going to tap my brakes and let's see if this this guy's going to see what happens." Yeah. And because you're going to be the one, hey buddy, you're following too close. And, and just to clarify, and and. When I had the guy on my bumper, it wasn't that I cut him off or or zipped in between the two cars. Like I say, they were erratically going from one, I would estimate 140, 150 up to, or down to 90. Yeah. So that traffic was passing them. And Mm -hmm. at the point at which this guy sped by me, there was no one in the pass lane. You know, and a little joy riding too. People like to see how fast they can get their their vehicle up and back in, in and out of things. I guess. 
Neither vehicle, though. Uh, typically, you would think it'd be the kind of vehicle yeah. where so you know somebody wants to show off their Jaguar or whatever. This was like a Chevette and a yeah, but almost F-150. some of those some of those little cars are all stocked up. I know my yeah, you know the kid that lives in in Tokyo. He had a car that you would probably just look at and go, oh right. But we could hear it screaming down 199th when it was coming down, and it's got like the the turbo whatever charge mm-hmm. things and would go like stink and. Was Some of those boys tough. like driving those yeah, vehicles fast, and girls, let's put it that way. Hey, Tom, what's on your mind? Uh, hey there, you guys were talking about uh, what to do if you notice someone driving crazy on the highway. Mm-hmm. I have an answer for you. Okay. So I, I work in traffic enforcement, and the uh, the best thing to do is, would be phone 911 if they're a danger to others on the highway. This guy yeah, was. Yeah, get the license plate if you can. But don't follow to the point where it's a detriment to yourself or others. It's the same thing with impaired drivers. Uh, follow at a safe distance if you can. Uh, stay in contact with 911 if you can. But if you have to, you know, leave the highway or leave whatever roadway and you cannot follow for whatever reason, just keep updating 911 as best as you can. And if they're in the area, it'll be there pretty quick. Do you know, um, it's one of those things where hindsight's twenty twenty. Right, and when it was, and I, as much as I'm on the highway, you would have thought that I'd be in this circumstance many times, but I just wasn't. Where I saw this, I've seen erratic driving before, but I've never seen somebody almost kill themselves and everyone else around them. And you really kind of—I don't want to say freeze, but you kind of go, well, "What do I do?" Like if yeah. I phone the Mounties, I don't even know exactly where on the highway I am. You look for the numbers. I guess, yeah. I, I knew approximately where I was on the mm-hmm. highway. You know, near this town or that town, doing. Yeah, and the thing, the other thing though was his vehicle, the first silver vehicle, was so dirty on the back end that there was no getting a license plate number. Yeah, but that's when yeah. you get the description as best as you yeah. can, too. Yeah, and I mean, the the Mounties and the sheriffs that are on the highway and then, you know, EPS, Calgary Police, wherever you are, they're pretty good at, at, at finding the vehicle that you're describing. Yeah. It's, I mean, they do it for a living. So right. Mm-hmm. Tell them uh, a silver whatever that's dirty you know one male driver one female driver, whoever's driving just right. drive as much of it as you as you can and yeah. then that way they have something better to go on if you just say a silver car <laughs> i'm sure there's more than one silver car right on highway, but, you know the more you can give them the the easier it is for them to find okay you want to hear the last crazy thing about this after sure. that happened and after like he seriously almost lost he almost flipped that car and I don't even know how we got control of the car, honestly. And I don't know how I missed them. And after that, as I say, they slowed down for a while. And now I'm doing the speed limit. So they're, pace, they're keeping pace with me, but back a distance. And, and suddenly the silver car puts on his right turn signal. He's in the right lane, like he's going to exit the highway. But there is no exit. <laughs> and I, yeah, I turn to Hunter and I go, I think that guy's about, maybe he's just going to pull over on the shoulder. Mm. But he actually tries to exit the highway where there is no exit, hits the shoulder again, and jerks the car back onto the highway. You know, I'll tell you, I've been doing traffic for a while, and some of the things you see on the road, it never ceases to amaze you. And there's many a times where I go, what in the world? Exactly, exactly. Tom, we appreciate you taking the time to give us a shout this afternoon. Thank you.
thank you. I love listening to your guys' show. Hey, man. awesome. Thank it. you. Yeah, Ed's on the phone. We'll get your phone call here in a second. A number of them, hey, Andrew, just over and over again, call them in. They're endangering not only themselves, but to the rest of the public. Uh, they put you and your son in jeopardy. Driving is not a game. Report them. You should definitely report them. Uh, doesn't matter what is going on. They're a hazard to others. Call 911. And the other was someone said, hey, you know what? You should have got uh, Hunter to videotape a little bit of you it. You know what? We talked about that yeah. the whole way to Edmonton. It actually filled the rest of the drive because well, I had two time, people. You just, at the time, you just don't think. All right? I was thinking at the time was, I need to I'm not going to let this guy yeah. kill me and my son. Yeah. Right? And then as we calmed down and the cars were behind us, we got to thinking, well, Hunter's there with a phone. Like, there's lots we could have done. We just didn't think to do it. <laughs> um, if you can't get the plate, clarify that by saying it's the one that's going really fast and driving like a D-bag. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ed. Hi, good afternoon. What's on your mind? We were, uh, a roommate and I were coming back from uh, Fort McMurray. And we're, we get past uh, Mariana Lakes and we're maybe probably halfway. And we notice this vehicle behind us is doing weird things. It's uh, following a vehicle, it's getting close to the left lane, the right lane. It's all over the place. So my roommate ended up calling the RCMP and uh, gave a description of the vehicle. Uh, we had pulled over in Wandering River. And we actually saw the cops pull this guy over. He, the cops pulled his back and told us that he was drunk and speeding. Oh, yeah. My. Yeah. So I was nuts. But what he was doing on the road, and that's a two-lane uh, yeah. road we're on, and he was from the right side of the road all the way over to the left side of the road, pulling up on people, backing off. It was crazy. Huh. So, yeah, call the cops. Don't, yeah. Don't Thanks, Ed. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Appreciate it. Some of your texts at 630-630. The phone number is 496 Andrew, um, okay, it says, uh, that's road harassment. As much as I hate riding people out, yes, report these fools. They will repeat this again and maybe with a terrible outcome. Um, the QE2 is a nightmare. I'm a former long-haul trucker, and I once counted 83 people who were texting or talking on their handheld cell phones as they sped by me as I drove from Edmonton to Cowtown. Yikes. And Kevin says, speed does not kill port drivers that travel beyond their skill level do. Mm. Uh, worse yet, too many drivers do not leave enough space between the vehicles. Yes, that's a For, huge saw one. a ton of that last night. And I, as I say, I'm on the highways all the time. It just was an unusually bad night. I don't know if it's the season or you know, people are at Christmas. But I don't know what the reason is. Or maybe just because Hunter was with me, I was don't pointing Don't you have a dash out. cam? I do. Did you not? Did you get... I don't leave it in my car, so... Oh, didn't yeah, it wasn't in my car. I wasn't oh, okay. thinking to have it equipped. Yeah, that that QB2 is it can can be pretty scary, but I've seen I've seen driving like that on on the Henday. Yeah. I've seen it on the White Mud. Playing people playing little games of, you know, cat and mouse in and out, all that sort of I've stuff. I've seen that too. I've just never seen this where the control was just simply not there. I've seen well, You know what I mean? I've seen where you're kind of like, "Oh, what an ass that yeah. guy is." Where but this guy was he crossed the line into absolute reckless. Where you're just thinking, well, man. Yeah, I think they were reckless from the get go with just yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, I couldn't figure out the speeding up and slowing yeah. down part. They were playing. I guess. I guess. Okay, quick break here. 220. Uh, Barry and Craig will get your phone calls. A reminder this is a short show today. We're going to make way for the City Ford Face Off show at 3 30 as your Edmonton Oilers take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Columbus Blue Jackets. 3 30, the City Ford Face Off show gets underway. Puck drop at 5 o'clock. But between now and then, we'll continue this conversation and Eagles tickets to give away. We will do that today. Stick around. Hey. Can-
It's 224. We'll continue this conversation about, uh, well, you know, in this instance, it was driving on the QE2 back from Airdrie last night in the game of cat and mouse. Apparently that uh, a small silver vehicle and a, and, a, and a red truck were playing, really endangering everybody around them. At one point, the little silver car lost control, went over too far on the shoulder, did a donut. Yeah. Lucky there was no one else uh, around. Lots of you have things to say about this one. Hi, Barry. Hi there. Um, just thought I'd pass on one time about a year ago. I uh, saw a couple of guys tearing into a dirt parking lot at a, uh, a store near where I live, which is actually liquor uh, liquor sales. And uh, anyway, they uh, they got out. They appeared to be uh, under the influence, just from what I could see. But uh, and they went into the, the liquor store. So I called the RCMP, and uh, unfortunately, the dispatcher asked me so many questions about. Um, who I was, my phone number, and all these things that um, I got frustrated and just kind of gave up. Mm. But the um, fact is, is I'm an ex-policeman, and over the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, as a private person, I've uh, arrested no less than half a dozen people for impaired driving as a private person. Now, how, do you, how do you do that? Well, if you observe them driving, and it appears that they are... Uh, driving in a manner that would indicate that they're impaired, so essentially road evidence. Um, if they stop, then um, you have the authority to uh, say, yeah, um, you're under arrest for uh, impaired driving. And what happens if they go... Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, then you have a choice. Either you can back off or you can use whatever force is necessary to affect the arrest. Huh. I assume you have to call police. I know you said you're like a former police officer, but I think most people would be totally afraid to do that. I know some people have, but... You're talking about a citizen's arrest. That's right. Yeah. It's called arrest by private person, but a lot of people refer to it as citizen's arrest. But um, with these guys, unfortunately, I couldn't do that because I didn't get enough road evidence. Simply careening into a parking lot, you know, sort of a little bit out of control kind of thing, and then acting goofy and, and a little bit impaired didn't give me enough. And then, uh, of course, they hopped back in their vehicle and took off, and I had to make a choice. Do I, you know, sort of follow and continue the conversation with the dispatcher, which was just getting kind of, I thought, silly, uh, because they weren't even asking why I was calling. They just wanted a whole bunch of information. Right, right. Um, So, and then, you know, again, there's been a number of situations where, like on Highway 2, I suspected a pair driver, and I just called ahead to the Leduc RCMP, and they made the intercept, and, you know, good, all, all said and done. So... There are a number of options, but I just wanted to make sure that people are aware that if they see somebody and they're driving erratically and, and they talk to them and they smell the odor of alcoholic beverage, they probably have uh, you know reasonable probable grounds to affect an arrest. Barry, yeah. thanks for the phone Appreciate call. It. Appreciate it. Uh, Craig from Darwell, have about two minutes here. Craig, what's on your mind? Nothing much. Merry Christmas to you both. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to, you. to you as well. I just want to just want to share a little story that happened this fall. I was uh, heading down the the, the Henday there, and I drove by a buddy of mine that I've known for years, and I tried to get his attention and acknowledge, you know, like hi. And he, I I, I was in the hammer lane, and he back down when I back down, you know, off the, off the throttle. And I made, um, I, I took my seatbelt off, rolled the window down and gave him a wave. And then he finally, oh yeah, it's Craig. Hey. And, and, and uh, two seconds later, I was getting pulled over by uh, an Edmonton police officer. <laughs> and he figured it was, it was, hello? 
Yeah, yeah, were you still yeah. there? Oh, yeah, and he figured it was road rage. <laughs> oh, and I super. explained to him that it was, no, it's, it's a buddy of mine. I haven't seen him for a few years, and, and uh, it was road happiness. <laughs> and and uh, he, had never, he had never heard that term. So <laughs> did, I did, give did you get a ticket? No, I didn't. No, okay, of course good. not. Well, was, could have been, it was on my way to work. Could have been dangerous just, driving, well, though, too, no right? Well, no seat I, I wasn't erratic. I wasn't okay. erratic, but they are <laughs> out there paying attention. And uh, the funny part is, is I didn't have my proof of insurance because oh, my car boy. had been stolen uh, six weeks earlier, and I had the paperwork somewhere in this mess I call a car, and I, <laughs> I couldn't find it. So I had to phone my insurance agent, and she confirmed the fact that yes, my car was stolen previously, and and uh, he's good. I'm good to go. And, but hats off to the, the members out there in all forums, RCMP, sheriffs, um, EPS. They they do the best they can. There's a pile of road network network out there that they have to patrol. Yeah. And um, if you see someone doing something stupid, by all means, phone in. Hey, Craig, thanks for calling in. We appreciate when you phone in to us at uh, 4960063. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well, and all the best to your families. Thank you. Thank take you. care now. Okay, 229, let's take a quick break here. Daily Dale Grant, hold the line. We'll get your phone calls and lots of texts coming in at 6.30, 6.30 right after this. Eileen Bell and Sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 6.30 Chat, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Okay, we're talking about driving on the QE2 and the incident that happened last night as Andrew was making his way uh, back from Airdrie. Some of the texts coming in, it says, Hey guys, I serve the Highway 2 corridor. Sheriffs and RCMP respond to your 911 calls on Highway 2. Some of our best stops are generated from you guys calling in. Please encourage everyone to call when they see something. We do follow up. Do you know, I'm, I feel bad now that I didn't call yeah. in. The, the, and I don't, I'm not defending my inaction. To me, I thought that should have been the wake-up call for that guy that he's not... Yeah. They shouldn't be... I, I thought... I, I thought it would be a waste of time, honestly, and people are correcting me. I thought it would yeah. be a waste of time, not because I didn't think the RCMP or the sheriffs would follow up, but because I thought... What am I saying? That the guy almost had an accident? Yeah, well, again, erratic driving. Yeah. Remember that. A couple more texts before we get to Dell and Grant. Um... From Smoky Lake, I stayed on the line with 911 while following this guy totally out of the way I was traveling, offering to go to court as witness because they asked that a few times, only to be told, sorry, there were no police in the area, Vegreville, Lamont area. It was very frustrating and a waste of my time. And then this one followed it up. It says, I call if a driver is driving crazy. Always the cops work for us. Sometimes they get there. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, they're either available or they're not. And that's from right? Chris. Hey, Dell. Good day. Hello. Yeah. Andrew, you should have called. You know that now. But yeah. uh, just picture it this way. What if there had been an oncoming car when that guy lost control? And he went on the other side of the highway. I know. Yeah. I got a car mixed justice story for you. Years ago when I was in the military, I gave a, a, co a friend of mine. He worked in a different section of the base, a ride down to Edmonton. And we had to head back. He had to be back for work at 5 a.m. Monday morning. I didn't have to be back till Monday night. Problem is, a massive blizzard hit the region. And I would never, to this day, I would never do it again. I would never, should never have driven on that road. We did. The road was so bad, 
the blizzard conditions were so bad with drifting, we had to drive the entire width of the highway to find clear spots wow. to be able to keep going. As we're going along, a set of taillights closes up on me from behind, and we're doing maybe 40, 50. This guy lays on his horn, and he's honking, and he's blasting, and we finally get to a spot where he can pass. He passes us and pulls immediately in front of us and gives me a face wash of snow mm-hmm. for about 10 seconds. So I had to slam my brakes on because I couldn't see anything. We get stopped. They take off. I'm sweating. I told my friend not to talk to me. I shut the radios off, everything, just to focus on driving. We continue driving. Well, 30 minutes later, we see some lights off on the right side of the highway (laughs) off in the distance. Except they're vertical. (laughs) We get closer and closer. Here's three guys standing outside of their fancy four-wheel drive lifted pickup truck that went by us while it's on its side. Mm-hmm. Now, we kept going. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stop. We didn't have cell phones at the time. We get to Bonneville. The RCMP had shut the highway down, and apparently they had shut the highway down in Smoky Lake. Wow. There was no traffic on that highway for those guys. So I guess they sat there for the night. I don't know what happened to them. To this day, I couldn't care less what happened to them. If they froze to death, I wouldn't have cared. Wouldn't have shed a tear. <laughs> you know, I've talked about that before. People who pass me, and then you driving. just think you want to see them. Are they in the ditch? Yeah, I, yeah I, I sort of make it a game. Like uh, I wonder how many minutes before I see these guys in the ditch. And actually, Dell, I got to be honest. I'm like you. When it does happen, I typically give them a nice uh, tap of my horn as I drive by. Yeah, actually, that's what we did. We looked, I'm telling my friend Dean, Dean, look for bodies. If there's no bodies in the snow, we're not stopping. We didn't see any bodies. They were all standing there. We (laughs) tapped our horn, we waved, and we kept going. Yeah, give them the old uh, that wave. Yeah, Del, (laughs) thanks for the phone call. Love it. Take it easy, friend. Uh, This one, FYI, there are four units with up to 12 people per unit assigned to Highway 2. It's our only service area. No call too small, and I look forward to your call one day. So that was from the... Uh, the fellow from earlier. Hi, Grant. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. <laughs> there was uh, just one topic brought up that I wanted to make a uh, comment on. Mm. And that was when somebody's on your rear end or coming up quickly or tailgating, you never touch your brake. I know, but aren't you tempted to do it? Uh, well, I just about learned the hard way, and I had a have a friend who was in charge of crash investigation for uh, a police service and you know he said the danger of that is when you see if you are coming up too close if you're being the idiot and you do see the brake lights come on the uh, inclination is you know to swerve and if they happen to catch you they'll catch you in the you know back corner end of the car and mm-hmm. that can uh, put you into a barrel roll so yeah no i know i know you're not supposed to do it but when they're riding like what feels like a couple of inches from your back bumper, I think a lot of us uh, are tempted at least. It crosses our mind. Oh, I know. It's uh, it's a lot of bad driving that goes on. Oh, isn't that the truth, Grant? Thanks for the phone call. Thanks very much. Take it easy. And thanks for waiting, too. He waited on hold almost 20 minutes as we went through that 2.30 newscast. Uh, Trucker Dave today says, Hey, had a near miss this morning by Bon Accord. Never seen anything like it. An impatient pickup truck had to hit the ditch trying to pass me. There was a car in the other lane. It was so close. Hmm. Hmm. Do you want to, uh, just before we take our break here, I know... uh, not related to what we're talking about, but um, 
this story that I've seen on Twitter for days now, and if we can help... Yeah, the I'd, search continues. Yeah, for there's a woman... Nadia Otwe. Right, Nadia Otwe, a 32-year-old, 5'7 to 5'9-inch woman. She's been missing since 6 a.m. on December 7th. Uh, last known whereabouts was in the Rundle Park area. She may or may not be wearing a uh, hijab headscarf and may or may not... Uh, be well. I, I don't know any better way to put it than that. They're saying that she may be confused. She requires some medication. Right. Uh, her car has been found in a ditch in the vicinity of Rundle Park that same afternoon. One of her shoes was found, but she has not been mm-hmm. found. Uh, if there's anybody who has any information on that, please call police and uh, let them know what you know. And if you're in the area of 48th Street and 146th Avenue, uh, just keep your eyes open. This uh, is a person who needs our help right now, and the police need your information to try and locate her. I yeah. know her family and friends are worried sick. And I know, so yeah, Rundle Park area now, they're looking on the city's south side uh, as well. So again, if there's stories on the 630 Ched Facebook page on the Global News website. Um, you know, young wife, young mom, um, Missing, and mm-hmm. uh, would sure be nice to get her home safe and sound. Uh, it's two forty-two on the six thirty Chet afternoon news. Let's do this. It's uh, not the speeders that are causing problems. Uh, People who are going too slow can cause just as much damage and just as much trouble uh, than the folks that are going fast. What? Oh, my goodness. I forgot about that because it sort of took a back seat to this crazy chase that I saw on the way down to Airdrie. Mm -hmm. Do you know when... I'm sorry, truckers. Do you know when one big truck goes to pass another? Yeah. And takes forever. I well, they know. Get st- they get stuck side by side. Right. Yeah. And so you come up on them and they're side by side and everybody's slowing down and it's piling up behind them, the traffic, and you're thinking, did you really need to go one kilometer faster than that guy? <laughs> right. And don't you burn less fuel if you sit behind it? But anyway, so we're on our way down to Airdrie and we're meeting my daughter in Airdrie. So we've got a certain time frame yeah, yeah. we're trying to hit. Uh, and this, uh, you know, you get impatient. I'm just be honest. So this 18-wheeler finally gets by the other 18-wheeler, but he doesn't pull back into the <laughs> right-hand lane, right? And he stays in the left-hand lane, and I'm behind him, a safe distance, but I'm behind him. And I say to Hunter, take a peek. What's in the right-hand lane? And he looks and says, nothing. So I think, well, if he's not pulling back in and he hasn't got his signal on, I'll illegally pass him on the right-hand side and just be done with this. We're doing 110. I go to pull into the right-hand lane. The reason he hasn't pulled back in again is that somebody is pulling a sort of makeshift trailer with no lights on the back. <laughs> he sees him with his headlights, but I don't see his yeah, tail lights. Yeah, yeah. I would have pulled it. This guy was probably doing 40 yeah. in the right-hand mm-hmm. lane. And I went to pull into the right-hand lane to pass on the right, which is a great reason why you don't do it. Um and he honked his, the trucker ahead of me. Thank you, Mr. Trucker. Yeah, blasted his horn like he was keeping an eye on me. And, you know, so I, it scared me. And I stayed in the left-hand lane, and I went by this guy. But you just think, 
What are you doing? You're doing 40 or 50 on a highway with no taillights. Well, you know what? Um, and I, it, it reminded me of the story that I saw. It was on uh, Highway 401, so down southern Alberta way, eastern Ontario. It was, um, you know, Highway 401's got a, a speed limit of 100K. They pulled over. They were getting all sorts of calls about a car. Um, and this is, you know, west of Brockville again, so it's kind of south. Eastern, but a car that was traveling 40 kilometers an hour mm. on the 401. Yeah, on you've the been 401. on the 401. That thing moves. Now, let's put it this way. The speed limit's 100. If you're not doing 120, yeah. you're, well, even at 120, you're, people are blown by like nobody's business. The crazy. much higher than that. So, apparently, uh, the, the OPP made all sorts of attempts to get uh, this person to pull over onto the right shoulder. Oh, and she was in the fast lane. <laughs> she wasn't even in the right lane. She, she was in the, the hammer lane, as someone called it earlier. Yeah. Eventually had to make a tandem stop on this woman. A tandem stop. Really? What part of there's flashing lights and you need to pull over? They did a tandem stop with cruisers at the front and the rear of the vehicle to mute, move it off the highway. She told the officers that she believed <laughs> that uh, the speed limit was 50. Since <laughs> when on the 401 is the speed limit 50? <laughs> but 47-year-old woman charged with unnecessary slow driving. Oh, I didn't even know that didn't was even, a thing. Never heard that before. Like it. Failing to obey signs right. and ha- and not having an insurance card. Are you kidding me? So I'm she's not out there without insurance you. as well. So <laughs> the the part where the red and blue lights were on yeah, behind yeah. her for a time that yeah. was no indication. You know the part when the the police cruiser gets uh, behind you and in front of you and makes you slow right yeah. down. You just think, oh, I, I better slow down. Would she think a parade had broken out? <laughs> she was getting an escort. What was the thinking there? <laughs> Man. Oh, Hello, Jim. Hi. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, well, I just had a, an alternative to tapping your brake lights. If you put your four-way flashers on, you don't lose any momentum for your car, and it looks like you're braking. A number of people have suggested uh, putting the hazards mm-hmm. on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it seems to work pretty good. Makes you them know, sit up and take notice a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. know during the day, you're right, and I didn't want to suggest this, but since you brought it up, during the yeah. day when my headlights are not, you know, all I've got is my, my headlights come on automatically, but my taillights don't. Right. Uh, I'll put on my headlights and put them off again, and it will appear as though I just hit the brakes. Yeah. Yeah, I've. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it doesn't work yeah. at night, of course, because your lights should be on the whole time. But yeah, I've done but, that but before. Your taillights well. are a different intensity than your brake lights. Yeah, right? that's, that's right. No different. Oh my gosh. That's, so that's right. one thing. Oh, and then the other thing you guys haven't talked about is people that are driving around with just their automatic. Uh, visibility lights on and they don't have any tail lights on well that's what this guy was like this guy that when i went to pass the truck on the right that had to be the case either his trailer lights were not hooked up properly or Mm -hmm. right or he just didn't have his running lights stop and double check that yeah Yeah. on a regular basis yeah yeah Yeah, you got to wonder how much they've been drinking but hey i'm really enjoying your show i appreciate it i'm a former edmontonian and i'm now streaming it from the okanagan Oh, hey, what's the temp there yeah, right what's now? What's the weather like there? Right now, it's warmer there than here. It's probably just ground zero here right oh, now. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm actually glad to hear that. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure it'll warm yeah. up for you. Thanks for calling, Jim, and thanks <laughs> yeah, for listening. Okay, Appreciate well, it. Have a great yeah, Christmas. Go Oilers. Right? Yeah, go <laughs> Oilers. Exactly. Someone just sent me some video. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, here's dash cam vo- footage of a guy with cargo not tied down today on the Hendy. I just looked at it. You know those big... Um, 
I don't know what you call it, rebar or the big... Uh, um, rebar is the stuff that goes in cement when yes, it's... Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know when you're putting a snow fence up? Yeah, oh, those, those bars. Yeah. Peg, those big bars, yep. Yep. two of them just came flying out of the back of uh, someone's aye, pickup aye, truck. Aye, aye, aye. And this guy was following right behind it. Right behind it. And you know, I, and i got to be honest, got to tell you something. Got to tell you something as well. Just the other day, traveling back from the base, and there was a big pickup truck ahead of me. All sorts of crap just flying out of the back of the truck. Now, it wasn't like the big metal post Mm -hmm. that this just happened. It was just crap flying out of there. So keep that in mind because you know what? Here's what can happen. That's right. RCMP are asking for your help. They're investigating the possibility that a fatal, fatal weekend crash in central Alberta was caused by a tire that came off a small truck or trailer. A 54-year-old man died at the scene Sunday when police say his northbound vehicle on the QE2 highway hit a guardrail at Highway 53 overpass near Pinoca. They say that the uh, their investigation indicates that a large tire may have dislodged from a southbound vehicle and struck the man's vehicle before he hit the guardrail. Uh, one female passenger in the car also suffered injury. She's been treated and released. But police say... After getting tips from the public, they're now looking for a driver or owner of either a dual-wheel, one-ton, one-tone, or (laughs) three-quarter-tone truck, or a gooseneck flat trailer, flat-deck trailer, which may have lost a wheel. So if you know anything about that, or if you're the one who owns the trailer again, Crime Stoppers or RCMP, sheriffs, local police... Tie it down. Yeah. If somebody's missing a tire... <laughs> you may make the phone call. It's still an accident, but you need to make the phone quick call. Quick break here, then we'll tee up the uh, the 3 to 3.30 half hour. We do have Eagles tickets coming your way. Music montage today for your chance to win your way in. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.